Hi! Welcome to Obsessions of a Millennial Drama Queen, where every week a guest and I work our way through the alphabet talking about things we are obsessed with. I'm Adam Dalton Blake, and this week my friend Brent Roach and I reunited to talk about how R is for the one and only Reese Witherspoon. We chatted about Reese's hair versatility, the science behind the ammonium thyglocalate, and the true weirdness that is election. Make sure to follow us on TikTok and Instagram at omdqpod, that's omdqpod, and let us know in the comments what you're obsessed with. Also, feel free to leave us a rating and review on anywhere you get your podcasts. It really helps us out. Enjoy the show! Hi Brent, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you, Adam? You know what, Brent? I am so happy that you have agreed to come back and talk about a one Miss Reese Witherspoon with me. Because I have to say that talking to people about this podcast, your episode on Barbara Streisand is one of their favorites. Oh, good. Love that. Anything I can do to keep getting an A in life, I will keep doing it to my best ability. It's, I mean, it's, it's, I've listened to it many times back, obviously editing it. And then just like, if I want a little pick me up um, to the point where like my cousin in New Jersey reached out to me and was like, I bought the Barbara Streisand Christmas album because of your podcast. Good, good. I'm glad that everything we're doing is just making Barbara Streisand richer. Yeah, you're just putting more pennies in her pocket. Not to quote a Mandy Moore song from the mid 2000s. I bet that's the only time Mandy Moore and Barbara Streisand have ever been in the same sentence. Or in like the same entity. Like, I don't even think they live (laughs) on the same planet. We all know Barbara lives on a different planet, but that's for another conversation. Um, But um, how have you been since since we talked last? Been well, threw out my back, had Mm -hmm. a cold, Mm -hmm. here we are, living life. You know, you know, I, I feel like maybe that is Barbara kind of coming through and being like, you thought you could talk about me without any repercussions? <laughs> I don't think so. Nope. Here, I'll just take your lumbar spine out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's mine now. Yeah. Um, so today we're talking about another diva. Um, I guess you are our diva expert here. We're talking about Reese Witherspoon. Or as I learned, her real name is Laura Jean Reese Witherspoon, which um, is maybe the most Southern name I've ever heard. Laura Jean. Laura Jean. I do like the theme of us finding out people's real names. I know. <laughs> if, if I come back, we're going to have to find a third version of that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it always comes back to how we met of being obsessed mm-hmm. with um, Katy Perry's name and then Kate Hudson's middle name. It's all just it, it all just circles back to that. It always comes back. Ugh, so good. Yeah, so we're talking about how R is for Reese Witherspoon, but originally this episode was going to be R is for risk of deactivating the ammonium thyglocalate, which I thought was a little too specific, but it is something we will talk about. Um, it is one scene I know. of an entire <laughs> oeuvre. It is true, but I do have that entire scene um, typed out here. So um, ju- just just so we know, if we ever want to do um, a little masterpiece theater, we can. Um, so what was like your first like exposure to Reese Witherspoon or like why do you like her? I mean, like everyone else and like Adam Rippon said on uh, The Late Night, it mm-hmm. is Legally Blonde <laughs> um, and it is the masterpiece of comedy that Legally Blonde is mm-hmm. and the masterpiece of, may I say it, feminist 
uh, screenplays. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, that is that gorgeous movie. Yeah. That I did get into an argument over last night <laughs> about whether she's saying um, a half loop stitch on China Silk mm-hmm. or, but that's the Broadway version. Yes, yes. And they changed it. Yeah, I think they had to change like a certain percentage of the musical. That's my oh. guess. Otherwise, like the production company would like maybe have a stake in it. Um, so they had to change like some things but yeah half loop stitch on china silk is the musical version of legally blonde which that musical has kind of gone through the gamut of it being like really like made fun of not taken seriously to like people coming back to it realizing it's a really good show with phenomenal music and now it kind of being like a cult classic and like a really respected piece of theater which is pretty amazing which i feel is kind of like the same with the movie definitely yeah, because it is sort of just a cheesy like teen movie, but then mm-hmm. you rewatch it as an adult and you're like, "Wow, this is a really good film." Yeah, and you learn about the ammonium thioglycolate. So we're doing chemistry, we're doing feminist history, we're kind of doing it all. You learn about endorphins. And yeah, endorphins make you happy, and happy people don't kill their husbands. <laughs> it or is shoot true. Their husbands, and then it's very much like um th- that movie. I was very much like, "Oh, that's how that's how being a lawyer is." Like that's okay. that's a hundred percent what it is. One hundred percent, just using your sorority to get other sorority sisters out of jail. Exactly. I do think that that was my first exposure to Reese Witherspoon as well. Um, followed quickly by just like her oeuvre of like rom rami commies, um, um, specifically just like heaven, which we will also talk about. Um, but um what like do you love about her like what do you love about like her like movies in general um what do i love well i think i really connected with her in legally blonde because she's going to cula which is (laughs) the fake ucla and growing up in southern california like that beachy vibe Mm -hmm. Um, I was a blonde at one point, mm-hmm. um, sort of that like campy quality of her acting in that, mm-hmm. but then also like, that's a, it's a character that could have been just like a cheap throwaway character that she mm-hmm. really imbued with a lot of, um, dare I say gravitas. <gasps> wow. Um, and, you know, she takes what is like a stupid movie and makes it into a really um, beautiful film. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I think that like that kind of speaks to like how Reese has also like navigated her career, right? Like she kind of started as this like, yeah, rom-com actress, like basically a like, comedic actress mm-hmm. um, who was like a cute blonde. And kind of used that uh, as her power to, like, gain financial freedom to kind of do um, the projects that she really wanted to do later on. Um, Yes, she did, like, her, like, romantic comedies and comedies. Then she did Walk the Line, won an Oscar, Mm -hmm. and then really kind of created the um, equation of what we're seeing as, like, these women-led production companies kind of taking... um, 
like either books or plays or uh, real life experiences and turning them into these like blockbuster movies, making so much money and really providing a lot of like work for, um, for women actresses in like actually like in-depth roles, which is great. And so like, I just love that she's kind of taken back the narrative of like being a young actress and really just using that to fuel her fire fuel that fire and she never um not that this is a bad thing to any of the women that it happened to but she never had that like fall from grace Mm -hmm. though to the degree that many other people did you know she never no one to my knowledge no one ever turned against her like they have with uh anne hathaway Mm -hmm. for instance yeah um and she also didn't have the like crazy britney spears mental breakdown and uh like comeback story yeah Um, she's sort of just her career took a dip but she's always sort of been the classy reese witherspoon who is maybe like your like friend's mom now yeah drink wine yeah yeah like just literally reese's book club it's like she's she's the woman whose house you go over to with boxes of wine and you read a book and being like who would play this character in a movie which yeah. brent is literally exactly what i do but without a book club <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah doesn't everybody try to cast the film version of whatever they're reading yeah or just my life <laughs> and i will say reese witherspoon does play a part and i'm not sure who she'll play yet maybe she'll play me maybe my brother maybe my mother i don't know Oh, I would love that. Reese playing the drag, like mm-hmm. in drag as Adam. Mm-hmm. I like that. I think that'd be good. I think she could, I think she could um, handle it and she would look great with a mustache. She really would. Has she never done um, any kind of drag on TV or anything? Ooh, I don't know. She does have very pronounced features. She has a big chin, which could yeah. um, lend itself to drag. Um, but no, I don't think she's ever done drag, but we no, need to get her into that. My quick search is just drag queens being, <laughs> uh, her yeah. and not her in drag. I mean, a, a drag event doing like a night of a thousand Reese Witherspoons is, is a pretty uh, iconic idea. It would, but it would really be like a thousand, uh, Elle Woods's. L Woods is yeah, and maybe like one tr- tra- uh, Tracy Flick, yeah, like one person who remembers that film, yeah. Although I was yelled at for that. <laughs> so speaking of which, <laughs> let's kind of delve into like her filmography, and um, we'll linger on more some so, uh, we'll linger on more some than others, just because of like what we've seen and what we haven't seen. Um, so the first movie, it's like her first movie, which I truly have never seen, is Man in the Moon. Um, and she credits this as like her breakout because it is, and it was very much like a, oh, she wanted to be a young actress. She wanted to be a child actress. And so she went to this open call and it was very like, like how Steven Spielberg found like Haley Joel, no, not Haley Joel Osment, but like the people from ET or like how Haley Joel Osment was found or how Rachel Ziegler recently found. It's like, oh, this one of a kind, um, like, uh, flame candle that everyone is measured to uh, became Reese Witherspoon. And so she became kind of this like kid in this movie. Um, and then she like received like, you know, some accolades for it, some attention for it. Um, did a few things based on that, but I've never seen this movie. Have you? 
No, but I do believe I did watch a few um, YouTube compilations of mm-hmm. her best roles. Yes. And I believe that there are clips from that movie mm-hmm. in every one of the um, videos I watched. Cute. Where she's just this like young kid with a southern accent. Yeah. And Sam Waterston is in it. Ah, oh, very good. Very good. Um, and then in her filmography, the next the next role that like I was like, oh, this is like maybe one of my earlier Reese's Food memories is her in Pleasantville. Oh my god, I loved that movie. It was like I think it was like kind of ahead of its time with like the way it was shot and like the introducing of going from black and white to color and about having all these like second meanings. But Reese Witherspoon's character in that movie is really funny because the premise of the movie is that um, Tobey Maguire and Reese Witherspoon essentially like fall into, quote unquote, this television show called Pleasantville, which is like the Brady Bunch or the Dick Van Dyke show, like a sitcom, black and white sitcom. And then while they're in the sitcom, they kind of um, either change the places around them to have more color or they themselves become more like demure and black and white. And Reese of the Spoon's only role in this is as like the rebel sister who is basically a girl who like sleeps around and like does drugs. <laughs> and so she's like, quote unquote, the bad influence um, to like this like wholesome town. Um, and what's pretty amazing is that she essentially like, um, quote unquote corrupts uh Paul Walker, who is so beautiful in that movie. Um, but she's like the one who like um he has sex for the first time with her and then like is um smoking cigarettes with him and she essentially uh brings Pleasantville into like color, it kind of making it more modern. Mm-hmm. But then at the end, she learns that, hey, I can just be a demure girl. I don't have to be this quote unquote rebel. And so she like Ugh. stays in Pleasantville as like this black and white, like poodle skirt wearing demure girl. What a different um, ending for yeah. every Witherspoon character than <laughs> many know. of her other roles. I know. I feel like um, if it were modern day, if she would be like this liberated woman who was like, yes, yeah. I can do whatever I want. But like at the end of Pleasantville, she's like, Oh no, the real strength is in my ability okay. to mute myself and not yeah. to express who I no. am. <laughs> no, she would not do that today. No, no. But I do love that movie a lot. I think it's really, really pretty. One of the clips, one of those compilations I saw, mm-hmm. the clip is her telling the um, Pleasantville mom that she can enjoy herself without her husband. Yes, yes. Ruth really teaches like about masturbation to this, yeah. this 70 or 60s housewife. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, what more do you want in a character? I mean, truly, truly. And I, I mean, hello, that's like the feminist we, we know uh, Ruth Witherspoon to be now. Um, so then the next one we have is election. So do you want to explain what this argument that you had on your end of the bargain here? Um. Oh, let me, I got to go back to my notes to remember my argument. Mm-hmm. This was pre my cold. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. Um, but I do remember watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, oh, right. My sisters, so I was, you, you uh, asked me to do this episode and my mm-hmm. sisters, I immediately texted my sisters to say, what good Reese Witherspoon <clears throat> uh, tidbits do you have? Because, mm-hmm. you know, they it feels like they would might know 
some of the gossip about her and neither mm-hmm. of them did. Mm-hmm. But then they uh, started to tell me that Tracy Flick was her most iconic role. Mm-hmm. And I immediately said that Elle Woods is her most iconic role mm-hmm. because like you can't have Reese Witherspoon without Elle Woods. Mm-hmm. Um, but they really uh, <laughs> stood by the statement that Tracy Flick um, is her original iconic role in all caps. Election is important. <laughs> election is canon. Tracy walked so Elle could run twice from both mm-hmm. sisters at mm-hmm. the exact same time. Yep. Tracy walked so Elle could run. So um, I did watch that film and it is a weird movie. It's Adam. weird. It's weird. It's weird. Do you want to give a brief synopsis of what happens in that movie? Uh I can try yeah. <laughs> because it's so strange. Um, it is a uh, based on a novel of the same name from earlier in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it stars Matthew Broderick, mm-hmm. <clears throat> SJP's husband. Yes, of course. And uh, Tracy Flick is trying, is running for student council president. Mm-hmm. Um, and we find out very quickly that she had an illicit affair with one of her teachers who Mm -hmm. was Matthew Broderick's character's best friend. Mm -hmm. Then that affair isn't the plot, isn't the whole plot of the movie. Mm -hmm. It's just a quick, uh, like (laughs) here's the download of what happened. Um, And that teacher gets sent away. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then Matthew Broderick just makes it his whole plot, like whole life's mission in that movie to ruin Tracy Flick's life. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, he does sort of succeed, but he also ruins his own life in, yeah. by the end. But there's so much sexual tension between mm-hmm. Reese Witherspoon and Matthew Broderick that's just so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Like, however many years later that we're watching this. Mm-hmm. And you're like, this couldn't, like, no. I don't want to watch Reese Witherspoon as a <laughs> 17-year-old hit on Matthew Broderick as a 40-year-old uh whatever history teacher he was oh thank you yeah it's a very it's like a weirdly dark movie but i feel like it was billed as like this like comedy like kind of thing yeah and so the whole the reason why it's election is that tracy flick is running for like student council president or something and um yeah so matthew Broderick's trying to ruin her life by like kind of like rigging the election so she's like miserable um and then like more beyond that um but Wow, it, it you're right. It's just weird, and it's um definitely a movie that after you watch it, you're like, "How was this made?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The other thing I was trying to figure out during it because it came out in 1999, so mm-hmm. I the whole time I was like, "What are like what allegory for current politics are you mm-hmm. trying to tell us mm-hmm. through this high school election film?" Mm-hmm. But the I don't know enough about 1992's politics to quite name each yeah. character. Was that that was um, like pre Bill Clinton, right? No, well, Bill Clinton was elected in 1992, so it oh. might have been written. It might have been about that election, the Maybe. original novel, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. The um, Wikipedia page doesn't say that. <laughs> The election Wikipedia page is now just my uh, wallpaper uh, on my computer. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with your sisters in that I feel like this movie kind of 
pushed Reese into like a more serious um like lens of like the Hollywood yeah. of uh, of just like the Hollywood industry of like um yeah she can play these like comedic like young girl roles but there's like real substance and she can yeah. really like do her homework essentially yeah. after watching it I do agree it is canon <laughs> Tracy Flick did walk so Elle could run. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, it says. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, and speaking of which, so actually, let me see. When was Sweet Home Alabama? Oh, that movie. Okay, so we'll get to Sweet Home Alabama right after her most iconic role, which is Elle Woods in Legally Blonde. So um, Legally Blonde, I believe, came out in 2001. And um, it was a big, big year for Reese Witherspoon, kind of like block in like this blockbuster film. Um, as Elle Woods, who's like this um, stereotypical, like California Cali girl, um, she's blonde if you can believe it, um, <laughs> and she's dating this guy Warner Huntington the third, and he is going away to law school and breaks up with her because she is not serious enough because she's a, a blonde girl from California, and that cannot do. To an uh, to a lawyer on the East Coast, Mm-mm. too many turtlenecks, and so what happens is she makes it her mission to prove that she's serious and um, get into Harvard Law School, which of course she does because she's yeah, L Woods. She also gets like a ridiculously high score on the um, on the LSATs, which is um, like I remember watching it as a kid, and that scene came on, and my mom was like watching behind me, and she said. There's no way she got that score. <laughs> like, that's an impossibly high score. Anyway, so she goes to um, law school basically under the guise of, like, getting this guy, getting Warner. But we learn that Warner has a new girlfriend played by Selma Blair. Amazingly by Selma Blair. Oh, well done. Ugh, brilliant, brilliant. And then it just kind of becomes her realizing slowly that, like, she doesn't really like need this guy. She just has to like prove that she can do this because everyone is like against her and saying, no, you can't do this. And all throughout this, she gets um, like, she rises through the ranks um, because um, professor Callahan played by Victor Garber played by beautiful Victor Garber um, thinks she's really cute. And it's kind of like, you know, an inappropriate situation puts her on his um, intern, like, like program essentially. And they get to sit in on a case um, of a fitness mogul, Brooke Windham, who um, is on trial because they think that she murdered her husband but it turns out that Brooke Wyndham is from the same sorority as Elle Woods. They bond. Elle gets like a confession out of her that she did not do it. She has an alibi because she was getting liposuction on the day of the murder. Um, and uh, so it uh, becomes this whole thing 
of that Elle Woods gains the trust of Brooke Wyndham, Brooke, um, uh, and, and and like she becomes essentially like a good lawyer, like a reason becomes a good lawyer. Victor Garber then hits on her and and is like like I like this is the only reason why you're here essentially. And she was like, oh, I can't do with this. Like you only think of me that way. So she leaves, yeah. um, all upset. And then everyone um around Victor Garber's like you asshole. Um, we want L back. So essentially. I mean, it's obviously a condensed version, but um, Elle Woods gets hired back by Brooke Wyndham. She leads the the trial, um, gets a fierce confession out of Linda Cardellini in a beautiful oh. curly wig, um, and then it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. And um, then she wins the trial, and she's successful. And then it's like, ah, you are amazing. And then it cuts forward to her being like the valedictorian. Not a valedictorian, but like the graduation speaker at Harvard graduation, and um, it's and then she's a success story, and then there's Legally Blonde too, red, white, and blonde, red, white, and blonde. <laughs> so, what, what's like your? What are some of your favorite moments from Legally Blonde? Because there's a lot there. There are so many. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm gonna. I'm there. May be a lot, and you may edit them all out, and that's fine. <laughs> I will say. Um, showing up as a Playboy bunny to the mm-hmm. um, Halloween party because yeah. uh, Selma Blair is Vivian Kensington and doesn't tell her it's not a Halloween party. And of course, serious law students don't dress up for Halloween. Um, Never. That season, I mean, that episode is really good. When she tells the dorky guy, when she pretends to be the dorky guy's um, girlfriend when mm-hmm. he's hitting on those girls, and then the they the girls see that this hot blonde is mad at him and that he's actually like a sexy man. I mm-hmm. love that scene. Yep. Um every single scene that Jennifer Coolidge is in as Paulette. <gasps> yes. Oh my god, I totally like forgot to talk about Jennifer Coolidge. Do you want to talk about Jennifer, Jennifer Coolidge. Coolidge's role in that? I mean, it there the movie would not be the same without mm-hmm. Jennifer Coolidge yep. as the um nail salon tech mm-hmm. who um just gives Elle everything she needs uh, in uh, Boston, in Harvard, mm-hmm. um, is her confidant, is also the stupidest person ever, <laughs> um, has that line, makes me want a hot dog real bad. That Well, that's um, from the second movie. Oh, that's from the second one. Yes, yeah, sorry. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, her, I mean, Elle teaching her the bend and snap, with fake mm-hmm. Carson Kressley in the background, yes. who yells, bend and snap works every time. Mm. That like every time I pick something up from the ground, I bend and snap to this day. Twenty-two mm-hmm. years well, of later. Of course. That's how you threw out your back. It, honestly, yeah. Uh and <laughs> uh anytime my boyfriend is uh late and I tap my sh- my foot at him, he says, Don't you tap your last season Prada shoes at me. Yes. And like the the staying power that this film has is incredible mm-hmm. because you watch yeah. it 22 years later and it's not, it hasn't aged poorly. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. incredible. Mm-hmm. The cast is incredible. Holland mm-hmm. Taylor is the professor. <gasps> I Genius. mean, come on. Yes. It, Luke Wilson is still sort of handsome in the back as the love interest. Mm-hmm. It's just so good. Yeah. It's, it's really fabulous. Um, and I think that kind of that like notoriety 
is one of the reasons why in the second film, um, they full on got Sally Field to be in this movie, which is like pretty <laughs> ridiculous to me of like a two-time Oscar winner Sally Field is in Legally Blonde 2, Red, White, and Blonde, where Elle Woods blonde. goes to DC to like um propose a law to Congress um about not about like banning animal testing. And um I, if people have not seen Legally Blonde 2, Red, White, and Blonde, I highly recommend watching it. It doesn't have like the same like iconicness as the first one, obviously, but um, oh boy, is it good. Um, And Regina King uh, plays, um, unfortunately her stereotypical role of hardened um, antagonist who then whose heart melts um, in sequels. She, she had, that was her role in Legally Blonde 2, but also her role in Miss Congeniality 2 of, um, another very good sequel. (laughs) Yes. Another very good sequel. Um, and I think what, um, I'll have a Miss Congeniality episode, um, farther down the road here, but, um, my, my God, if, if those two movies aren't just like feel good watching, um, and stand the test of time so much that, yeah, a really good musical was even made out of the first one. Yeah. With a song that I often sing, anytime I say, oh my God, it launches into, oh my God, you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't help it. It's just embedded. It's imprinted in my brain. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. And I'm so uh, one of the most iconic things about Legally Blonde, um, the musical, is that MTV had a reality show to find like the next Elle Woods uh, back in the day. And my God, was that show horrible uh, putting these <laughs> girls through like the ringer of like, quote unquote, like Elle Woods esque challenges. Um, they full on made them all bleach their hair blonde. Um, so that they yeah. could feel what it was right. like to be a blonde cut to like in as an actual they... Broadway show, you wear a wig. Yeah. As if yeah. they wouldn't wear four different wigs on stage <laughs> yes. in a night. Yeah. Absurd. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But in Legally Blonde, we do have this fabulous little monologue at the end where um, Reese of the Spoon is Elle Woods is um kind of cross-examining chutney windham played by linda cardellini like we said in this amazing curly perm wig um she is wearing so much blush a beautiful red lip and she just looks <laughs> gorgeous and this is like right after freaks and geeks i believe um that she did legally blonde and like right before she did scooby-doo so it was kind of like a a film launch for her and I do just want to briefly read um, Elle's cross-examination, if you'll allow me, Brent. I will certainly allow you. Okay, so she says, You know, a girl in my sorority, Tracy Marcinko, got a perm once. We all tried to talk her out of it. Curls weren't a good look for her. She didn't have your bone structure. Uh, but thankfully, that same day, she entered a faded Delta Phi wet t-shirt contest where, we was, where she was completely hosed down from head to toe. And everyone's like, Ah, what's the point of this? Blah, blah, blah. Elle says, I have a, I have a point. Um, and she says, um, Chutney, why did Tracy Marcinko's curls get ruined when she was hosed down from head to toe? Chutney offhandedly says, because they got wet. 
Tracy uh, L says, exactly, because isn't it the first cardinal rule of perm maintenance that you're forbidden to wet your hair for at least 24 hours after getting a perm at the risk of deactivating the ammonium thyglocalate? And wouldn't a person who had, say, 30 perms in their life be well aware of this rule? And if, in fact, you weren't washing your hair, which I suspect you weren't because your curls are still intact, and they look amazing, um, wouldn't you have heard the gunshot? And if, in fact, you had heard the gunshot, Brooke Wyndham wouldn't have had time to hide the gun before you got downstairs, which means that you would have had to find Brooke Wyndham with a gun in her hand to make your story plausible. Chutney explodes with, she's my age. Did she tell you that? How would you feel if your father married someone your age? Elle says, you, however, Chutney, had time to hide the gun after you shot your father. Chutney explodes with, I didn't mean to shoot him. I thought it was you walking through the door, pointing at Brooke. And then, ugh, what an iconic piece of cinema. It's so good. Ugh. It's so good. Also, the research that went into that. Yeah, knowing all of those chemical names, all of it mm-hmm. is so good. Yeah, I, w- I looked up to see if ammonium thyglocalate was actually a thing. And it says ammonium thyglocalate yeah. is an organic am- ammonium, obviously, salt, having thyglocalate. Huh, who knew? Um, as the counter ion. Also known as perm salt, it has use in perming hair. Makes sense. Um, it modifies hair fibers to facilitate changes to the structure of the fibers, such as with permanent waves or hair straightening. Come on, science! Come on, science. Protecting hot women everywhere. <laughs> truly, truly. And wow, Linda Cardellini in that, it, it, it's a perm that, um, that is the perm I think of when someone says the word perm. It's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. It's the er perm. Yeah. Ugh, so good. So good. It took me until this year to realize that the that Linda Cardellini played uh, her and mm-hmm. was Velma. Right? This year, did I mm-hmm. put those together because the hair is so wild. Yeah. Ugh, so good. And I, I just um, saw on a TikTok the other day, um, speaking of Linda Cardellini, that her in Scooby-Doo um, had a lot more gay references than what we saw um, because the new like animated Velma is like very yeah. queer, but the one we saw yeah. with her and Sarah Michelle Geller, apparently they had a kiss that was edited out. Oh, sad. I know, very that sad. Film even better. I know, I know, and that that is a great someone, film. Someone re-released that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, love that film. Love that film. Anyway, but we're not talking about Linda. We're talking about Reese. Um, So after Legally Blonde, she does Sweet Home Alabama, which I, um, you told me to watch. I uh, certainly did not just because I couldn't find it anywhere. Um, (laughs) But you had a, you had a a visceral reaction to watching this movie recently. I have seen it before. I have that scene where the lightning strikes the sand and it creates a sculpture is in my brain from childhood. Um, (laughs) And then I rewatched it in preparation for this and I could not watch it because Mm. it's just a lifetime (laughs) or a Hallmark movie with Mm. a like Hollywood budget because she's a high powered New York fashion designer (laughs) engaged to the mayor's son, but Mm. she's afraid to share her um, Southern, like poor Southern background with these like high-powered new yorkers Mm -hmm. and then ends up going back to the 
like loser sorry i'm probably gonna get attacked for saying this but the like <laughs> loser southern boyfriend who's an artist mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of um mcdreamy who's the like new york high-powered executive in the life she wanted it's absurd i didn't finish mm. it i um i skimmed through it i watched the finale or the mm-hmm. like final scene where reese punches um punches candace bergen in the face because candy is being <laughs> rude to her mom um the like highlights are that gene smart is in it and patrick mm. dempsey and Ooh. that josh lucas who's the southern uh husband is hot and like that's it <laughs> yeah i mean like her acting is great because it's of reese course. but still yeah it's an age my- well yeah, my only like known thing about Sweet Home Alabama is like at Blockbuster, one it was always there. Um and two th- the the cover, it's so simple. It's like a white background with Sweet Home Alabama and the Reese is standing in front of it kind of beveling sassy pose, but with this mm-hmm. like um black turtleneck long sleeve dress. And I was like, yep. "Ooh, that's an interesting choice for for a um cinematic cover." <laughs> A very simple outfit, yeah. but I love the confidence of the bevel, truly. It is absurd. But mm. it also, isn't it the same, like, pose as is uh, Legally Blonde? Isn't she? Oh, she's Legally Blonde, also... she's technically walking. She's technically walking. You're correct. She's that cover of, of Legally Blonde does look like they cut her in half and made her even smaller than she actually is. Yeah, it, it's very... Um... Yeah, like early two thousands Photoshop of like yeah. that like cover of Seventeen magazine make her tiny situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. Unfortunately, exactly. so from Sweet Home Alabama, um, we take a sharp pivot um, <laughs> to her Oscar winning role as June Carter Cash in Walk the Line. Um, which, my God, watching this movie, um, I think this was the first movie I ever saw where I, like, felt something. I felt, like, anxious and I felt, like, upset. Um, specifically by, like, Joaquin Phoenix's performance, obviously. Um, but um, seeing Reese kind of get propelled from, like, yeah, doing, like, like election to Legally Blonde, to Legally Blonde 2, to Sweet Home Alabama, into, like, this Oscar um, role was really exciting because I think for me it was like the first time I saw um Hollywood award an actress that we had like considered to be like a specific type like Sandra Bullock hadn't gotten like like serious really that like serious roles yet um other like rom-com actresses weren't getting like Oscars but Reese Witherspoon fully just kind of like flipped that narrative on its head yeah she did she did get nominated for a um wasn't it a Golden Globe for Legally Blonde? Ooh, yeah, yeah. Pro- probably for, um, actually, I think you're right. For, yeah, comedy and musical. Oh, yeah. Wh- which, yeah. there are some, like, uh, some performances that are, like, not known. People don't know that they had um, Golden Globes. Like, we talked about this in the Lindsay Lohan episode. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis was nominated for Freaky Friday for a Golden Globe. Um, so, like, <laughs> yeah, bonkers. it's, like, recognized that these... Actresses are doing yeah. a good job, but I feel like when you get to an Oscar, it's a total other level. Yeah. Um, I did watch her um, Oscar speech today with mm-hmm. my partner, and he cried, and it was just the speech. 
And it's a very good speech. <laughs> she looked beautiful. Her hair pulled back yeah. in kind of like a French braid. Beautiful. She knew. She was in the front row. Well, yeah. Yeah. You, They're not going to make her walk. There when they, no. When you know you're about to win. Yeah. Oh, so good. So good. And she like sings in that uh, movie. Like I've, yeah. her singing um, on that soundtrack I used to listen to all the time. She's very good in it. Yeah, she is. She's talented. Oh, so she good. She won so many awards for that. Yeah, yeah. She was kind of like the sweep of that season. Yeah. Um, which I do think like Joaquin Phoenix actually deserved a lot of that as well. And he was really slept on that whole season. Um, but I think Reese Witherspoon was kind of like what I talked about in my Oscar episode of um, people awarding kind of like a career up until that point. Um, and celebrating her kind of doing like putting the work in and having this amazing role. And it was a way to recognize walk the line in a way that otherwise it wouldn't have. I will say that same year as we have gut wrenching Oscar win for walk the line, she does do uh, just like heaven, which is kind of falling back into this um, sweet home Alabama thing where she plays like I haven't seen this movie forever, but I do remember her iconic hair flip. Her hair flips out at the yeah. end, not unlike mm-hmm. um, that Italian actress in White Lotus. Um, but oh, it's just so good, so PC. Um, and she plays like I believe Mark Ruffalo's like ex girlfriend who dies, and then she like haunts him in like this like kooky way, and she like teaches him to like move on and love love other people and. And they kind of come to peace with each other. And it's very cute, very easy watch. But I just find it so funny that that is the same exact year as Walk the Line. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. It shows her range. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Truly. artistic range. Truly. She, um, someone described her as the new Meg Ryan. And (gasps) that piecey hair for Just Like Heaven really Mm -hmm. seals the deal. Yeah. I bet every girl in the year 2005 had that PC hair because of Reese. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was kind of like the end. It was like the bookend to the Rachel Lee cook, right? Like Rachel Lee cook. I feel like kind of started that PC. Like I'm thinking like Josie and the Pussycats. Um, mm-hmm. And then it like bookended with Reese Witherspoon. And it's like, I feel like people yep. were like never again. And now it's actually coming back. Hmm. Why? Keep I know. it in the early mm-hmm. 2000s. I know. Oh, you don't have to tell me twice. Um, so then she kind of goes, uh, she kind of like does some other roles, but she goes on to really start her producing thing as like the next big thing. She produces Wild, which is um, a real life story about a woman who hikes the Appalachian Trail after like having some hardship in her life. She also stars in that. the Pacific Coast Trail. <gasps> oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that correction. Um, Only being a California boy, I have to stand oh. up for the- Good. <laughs> good, good. Um, she's brilliant in that. She does amazing um, uh, toenail removal work in that Ugh. Um, with Ugh. a no, blood curdling scream. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. Ooh, it's rough. Um, but then that same year, she also produced Gone Girl, which um, is a movie I've like randomly seen a billion times. Um, I didn't know she produced that. Yeah, it like solidified her production company. Like in the yeah. same year, she had two films that were nominated for an Oscar in some way. And it was like her first year um first year kind of producing. So, yeah. kind of iconic in that way, very Reese Witherspoon thing to do. 
of kind of your Very. first go around producing your like uh, raging success. Um, and then what? Oh, oh, and then I have indicated as a quote unquote rough patch um, where she kind of um, slides into um, some movies that are not great, but which ultimately leads to her doing some fabulous TV. So our rough patch includes like Hot Pursuit, like a buddy oh, cop yeah. film with her and Sofia Vergara. Yeah, um, bad. Wrinkle. Yeah, Wrinkle in Time, which like great idea, maybe not the best execution. Um, it was really kind of, could have been something. Yeah, yeah, like Oprah Winfrey, Ava DuVernay directing um, sounds amazing, but kind of fell flat. Um, yeah, I, I have Sing One and Sing Two on here, not because they're like bad; they're actually quite good. Um, but like obviously like taken less seriously than the Oscar yeah. movies she was just coming off of, but it does catapult us into big little lies. Uh, she had a good quote um, on the Ellen show about sing where mm-hmm. her son saw the film, knew it was her voice, but couldn't understand how her voice was coming out of her character oh. out of the animation. <laughs> And she kept trying to explain what animation was to him. Mm-hmm. And then finally was just like, you know what? It's magic. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how it works. Yeah. And I mean, th- first of all, that goes to show like Reese, Reese can navigate uh, any sort of press situation, <laughs> any sort of late night talk show, daytime talk show with such ease. But she's so damn likable, that girl. My God. So likable. Oh, so good. Um. So, yeah. And so that kind of catapults us into Big Little Lies which was um, her first foray into like this long form television show um, on HBO, all about these, these women with secrets to tell. And um, there's a murder of someone and you have to figure out who it is. And it's an all-star cast of like, you got your Shaylee Woodley, you got your Laura Dern, you have your Nicole Kidman, you have Reese Witherspoon. Second season, you have introduction of Meryl Streep into the mix. Um, just kind of so an iconic show that good. I will say took white women and gay men by storm. Storm. Mm-hmm. The yep. I know it's um, Laura Dern and not um, Reese Witherspoon, but and I think it's from season two. But the mm-hmm. line "I will not not be rich" <laughs> is <Yes>. so <laughs> good. The yes. delivery. Mm-hmm. is incredible in jail it's so good everything about it is genius yeah i will say that reese definitely plays kind of like i feel like producer and like second fiddle to like in first yeah. season the performance of nicole kidman which is like heartbreaking yes. heartbreaking yeah and in the second yes. season of like laura dern having this like these amazing moments um yes and I loved that throughout the whole season, she was definitely like, yes, let's support these other actresses while making my money. <laughs> yes, exactly. And while drinking the largest goblets of wine I've ever yes. seen on a TV show. Yes. <laughs> Always with those giant goblets, like gazing at the ocean. It's beautiful. Uh, so good. So good. Um, the and- same sister yeah. who mm-hmm. um, yelled at me about election has mm-hmm. a Big Little Lies soundtrack for when she drives into Monterey. <laughs> and as soon as she sees the cypress trees, she stops everything, doesn't matter what song you're listening to, and plays the Big Little Lies soundtrack so that Ugh. you can experience it as you drive into Monterey. Yeah, I will say that um, 
Big Little Lies kind of held that candle of like having the um having the soundtrack be the like a recognizable tone. Up until yeah. White Lotus, um, yep. it kind of like mm-hmm. held that torch of being like, ah, yes, the iconic Big Little Lies theme is now the iconic uh, White Lotus theme. White HBO, Lotus, baby. Yeah. They know how to brand. They know what they're doing. They yeah. really do. Ugh, truly. And then she kind of goes on a bit of a um, TV TV little um, marathon here. So we have her in Little Fires Everywhere, which was really lovely. Her and Kerry Washington kind of going head to head with their acting chops. And then uh, the most, most recent one is the morning show of her with Jennifer Aniston, which she does a brilliant performance in. Everyone was plotting Jennifer Aniston for the first season. Like she was the one who was in like all the awards contention. But I think Reese Witherspoon carried that first season. My God. I've definitely seen the ads for that and Mm -hmm. thought there's no way this can be good. But it is good. You're telling me it's good? Brent, it's so good. It's so good. And it is all because of Reese Witherspoon and her character. She also, in the first season, is a brunette, which is a big gamble, big gamble um, to play. And I think it pays off. Okay. Okay. I'll believe you. I'll have to go watch it. I highly recommend. The second season is a little bit more rough. Um mainly because Reese Reese is not in it as much um, and she's blonde again. But, um, oh, the first season, her as Bradley Jackson is just lovely, lovely, my God. Um, And then we kind of get to our current day, which um, this comes out on Wednesday. So this movie has not come out yet, which is um, Your Place or Mine, which is like this Ashton Kutcher and her rom-com where essentially they do the holiday and they like switch houses um and essentially switch lives um but turns out hey they've dated in the past and ashton still has feelings for her big shock big like nothing truly revolutionary in the world of rom-com but um it's cool to see her back like in this like like nice like rom-commy little situation i hope it's good and ashton kutcher he looks good he aged he's so tall well, she's five one, so he could be <laughs> five five and be way taller. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I am not giving like super high, like I'm um, like critical hopes for this movie, but I think it'll be a cute thing with a glass of big little big little lies wine and a slice of pizza. Yeah. Oh, uh, what's her name? The comedian is in it. Tig Navarro, isn't Tig? Oh yeah, Tig Nataro. Yeah. Nataro. Mm-hmm. I like Tig Navarro though. That would be like if Tig Nataro was in that show Cheer. Oh, we should make that happen. Can you make that happen? I think so. I think I think they'll need another season. Um yeah. but yeah, I think it'll be okay. Um, but I'm really excited to I'm excited to see like the next big Oscar-ish movie she's gonna produce. I feel like that's yeah. gonna be really exciting. Cause she's been doing the TV thing for a while. Um, she's yeah. doing this rom-com movie, but I want her to like I want her to play and produce like a serial killer or something. Like like something like oh. dark and gritty in that Spooky. way. Right? I think that'd be so fun. That would be good. Yeah. Is she is she anywhere close to does she have an Emmy? 
I think, well, she has an Emmy for producing. Oh, she um, does. Big Little she Lies. does have an Emmy. Yeah. Okay. So she has an E and an O. E and an O. Um, she, I just... doubt, ooh, she might have a G for like an audiobook or something or like a, um, I feel I'm like she, oh, so, but I feel like that's how she, she would get it. Globe. A G. Yeah. Yeah. She has a little G. Um, she has the little G. She just needs to produce something on Broadway and then she can join the ranks. Yeah, I think that'd be great. I would also love to see her doing a play on Broadway. Uh, I would pay money for that. I think she could also rock like a one-woman show, like a monologue Ooh, show of doing like a bunch yeah. of different characters. I think it'd be brilliant. Yeah. That would be brilliant. Ugh. I'd pay for that too. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, okay, so speaking of um, her taking on multiple characters, Brent, are you ready for a little bit of a game? Yes, I've been waiting the whole time to f- see what game you play. <laughs> okay, great, great. Yeah, because you know I love, I love a sassy game with a fun little name. I love a sassy game. Mm-hmm. So this game is called Little Spoon or Big Spoon. And <laughs> what I'm going to do is Wait, I'm going... Do you <laughs> yes. know... On her 73 questions for Vogue, they ask her, if you were a rapper, what would your rapper name be? And she says Lil Spoon. Lil Spoon. Yeah. Great. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. And I would love to hear that. Yep. <laughs> Maybe that's how she'll get her big G. I hope so. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. Um, like Lil Spoon featuring like Lil Nas X. Amazing. Um, yeah. uh, okay. Mm. So the game is called Little Spoon or Big Spoon. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you some of her co-stars. And you have to tell me, uh, would you want to be a Little Spoon to them or a Big Spoon to them um, uh, in Great. real life? Great. Great. Okay. So we're starting off with an early role that we talked about. So... Um, would you rather be Little Spoon or Big Spoon to Toby Maguire, specifically in Pleasantville? Toby Maguire. In Pleasantville, probably um, Big Spoon, but let me see mm-hmm. how tall he is, because that might <laughs> dictate. Um, I think I'd have to, yeah, Big Spoon. Yeah, yeah. I, he seems like, a, um, especially in that movie, someone you need to cradle um, to yeah. kind of comfort and like protect from the world. Mm-hmm. He needs he needs comfort. He needs that like loving mother's hand to yeah. keep him safe. Yep, agreed, agreed. All right, tick, amazing. All right, um, little spoon or big spoon to Sally Field, the secret antagonist of Legally Blonde Two, Red, White, and Blonde. She's definitely tiny, but I'm gonna say little spoon. Yeah, because don't you want to just be comforted and comforted and held by Sally Field? America's yeah, mom. I think so. And also, I don't think she's being Little Spoon to anyone. I think she's a boss. And But yeah. I also love the idea yeah. of, like, as she's spooning you, she's holding her two Oscars. So at your <laughs> face, you're looking at her two Oscars. <laughs> I love that. It's a little less comforting. Just two gold men mm-hmm. in your face. Hey, you know what? Um, here, here in L.A., that is not a far-off thing from what really happens. <laughs> Um, okay, great. Um, next one uh, from Walk the Line, Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, Little Spoon. There's no yeah. way. Actually, mm-hmm. wait, wait, wait. He might be. Um, he might need the. You know, he feels troubled, so he mm-hmm. might need the like warmth and protection of someone's arms. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, Joaquin Phoenix is definitely like a celebrity crush for me. Not like because of his like actual persona. I think his actual persona is a little too kooky crazy for me. Um, But I have such a crush on him in Walk the Line. But the biggest crush on him in the movie, her. Oh my God, is he the most adorable thing in that movie? It's his skill. It's his talent Mm -hmm. that is the uh, most attractive. And his beard. Yep. But it is the yeah. skill. Yeah, we can get lost in that beard. Uh, plus, I love the idea, if we're spooning, that Rooney Mara's nearby. That'd be cool. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. It'd be very um, Carol. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah! All right, great. Great. And let's just say, um, with Rooney Mara, some women would be talking about it. Haha, <laughs> women talking. Okay, great. <laughs> um, all right, so um, next, from Just Like Heaven, Mark Ruffalo. I'm going to say Little Spoon. Yeah, yeah, he could put his whole cans around me. I know. He's so dreamy, isn't he? He's just like a he big really a big is. teddy bear. Yeah, he always has been. Yeah, always and forever. Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> oh, so good. So good. Yeah, we like it, Ruffalo. Um, okay, two more. We have Sofia Vergara from Hot Pursuit. I gotta be Little Spoon just to be yeah. nuzzled in that bosom. I think so. I think Sophia yeah. dominates any room and any person she's near. Yes. Yeah. There is a skit that they do on the Ellen show mm-hmm. around, like when they're doing the press tour for that show, where um, Reese and Ellen are both in Sophia Vergara drag. Mm. And it's un. Hinged. I'm sure. Unhinged. They both have breastplates. And Sophia's yes. just kind of standing there. And Reese is being Sophia, but can't quite do this the uh, accent. And mm. it is just wild. Yeah. I will say it's probably for the better that she couldn't do the accent. Yeah, probably for the better. Probably for the better. Um, all right. Last one on my list. Um you know, the empress of the entire free world from a wrinkle in time, Oprah Winfrey. If she's not the big spoon, something is wrong. I know. <clears throat> Just wrap that wrap those arms around me and give me a car. Yeah, I want her to hold me like she loves to hold like kale and Swiss chard yes. in a basket. And bread. And bread. Ugh. Yeah. And I feel like maybe love. Oprah Winfrey is like the ultimate big spoon to the entire world. Yeah, she's just she's just wrapped her loving arms around the entire globe. Yeah, she is Mother Nature. Let's be real here. Um, and then last one, I have a bit of a Brent's choice. So, are there any um, any co stars that she had that I haven't mentioned that you would want to either big big spoon or little spoon for? Um, I mean, Jen Coolidge could hold me mm. in her haunted mansion in New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> like there's no tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I would probably say uh, I would love for Candice Candace Bergen to mm-hmm. um, maybe not spoon, but just like sit with her and have her tell me stories, mm-hmm. um, especially about Gwyneth Paltrow in A View from Above. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh. um, who else? I mean, any of her male co-stars probably. Yeah. She only has hot men in her movies. Yeah, that's very true. She she knows how, yeah. to, how to pick a good hot co-star. How to pick them. That's really yeah. good. Ugh. 
So good. So good. Well, obviously, Brent, you crushed that game. Um, you know your spoons <laughs> backwards and forwards. Um, and so we are coming to the end of our podcast here, which is a sad little moment. But as you know, I have a weekly segment called Guest Obsessed on this podcast where I ask my guests what they're obsessed with. Your last obsession was this mystery knitting um, that you were doing um, at the end of the year. One, how did that go? And two, what are you now obsessed with? And is it different? Um, I finished the mystery knitting and it looks really good. It's not within arm's reach, so I can't show it off. Um, But... It was really fun. But currently, my friends and I have been re-watching America's Next Top Model from <gasps> oh, cycle so two good. on. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like my seventh full yep. watch through. And yep. it is truly the greatest television show, reality show ever. Oh, I completely agree with you, Brent. I think I've also watched it maybe like seven times through. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's masterful reality television um yeah and maybe i have to have you back on here to talk about specifically america's model i would love nothing more than to talk about the war crime boss that is tyra (laughs) banks yeah because oh yeah she commits felony after felony against these teen girls Mm -hmm. and it is genius television and she has never apologized for it and it's beautiful Oh, amazing. Amazing. I will say one of her biggest offenses is convincing white girls that they can wear weaves. Yeah. Well, so much. We I'll <laughs> save it all. There's so yes. many. We can't yeah. we we can't open that can of worms. It has to stay <laughs> shut because once you open it, mm-hmm. the it, it you can't you can't put back the racism. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. You can't put that that um you, you, you know, can't you put can't. the black face away. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's a fun way to end this podcast. But we will 100% that is okay. We will 100% have another um podcast talking about America's Next Top Model. Um well, Brent, I do want to thank you so much for coming on this podcast. You're amazing and hilarious as always. And now we have a new podcast on the docket to do together. So, for those listening <laughs> who wait. love Brent, um he will not be gone for long. Um, but I do just want to remind anyone listening to this podcast to make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at omdqpod. That's omdqpod. And let us know in the comments what you're obsessed with and whether or not it's America's Next Top Model. Um, and then also feel free to like leave a rating or a review on anywhere you get your podcast because it really helps us out. All right, Brent. Thank you so much. I love talking to you. Thanks, Adam. Loved talking about Reese. Yes. Bye. Bye.